Welcome back to It's One Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bailey. And today is the 27th of August, and it is 5.15 p.m. on the year of 2023. Okay. I just... Even when you, like, I know that you're going to do it, it still takes me by surprise. I don't know why. That's okay. Surprise is a part of life. It's one of the primary emotions, according to this chart. It's one of the primary emotions? According to this chart. Is that what we're uh, discussing today? We're discussing emotions in general, but yeah. yeah. I think it's easy to start with like the primary, secondary emotions, and then you know the definition of an emotion. we got to have a baseline for everything that we discuss. What's the baseline, or what's the definition of an emotion? The definition of an emotion? That's what I asked you, sir. Feeling something? <sighs> how, would you, how would you describe it? I don't know. Like, I would want to get, like, an actual dictionary definition. Well, I think that it'd be fun if we, like, gave our examples of it and then looked up the actual definition for it. So, I would uh, define an emotion as a mental state of being that affects your physical state. You are close. It is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. It is also instinctive or intuitive feeling as distinguished from reasoning or knowledge. So yeah, you're on the right track with it. Yeah. Mine was very broad and technically you could say that pain is an emotion based off of mine. Yeah. So now let's uh, talk about them. Things uh, that I don't understand. Okay. So emotions are weird. Um, I'm just going to give like a brief little rundown for anyone who's listening. For those of you that are sociopaths or psychopaths and don't understand what emotions are. Well, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, but. Don't worry, we'll explain it to you. So they're uh, considered to be primary and secondary emotions. And the psychologists that make decisions like this aren't in consensus currently as to what the primary emotions are and what the secondary emotions are. It's really kind of up in the air like with uh, disassociative identity disorder. You have the school of thought that says it's not real and then the school of thought that says that it is. It's the same thing with what constitutes as a primary emotion and what constitutes as a secondary emotion because there's one that is listed as a primary emotion that I don't believe is primary. Yeah, and some other places it's not listed as a primary emotion. So it literally just depends on your perception and what source you're going with. So the source I'm going with only has five, five, five. Five, five nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it only, guys. it only has five primary emotions listed, and they are joy, fear, anger, sadness, and surprise. And a lot of folks say that anger isn't a primary emotion and that it's a secondary emotion, generally as a result of fear. Which I would agree with that one. I think that anger is caused by other things, fear, uncertainty, doubt. But a lot of those aren't primary emotions, like uncertainty, doubt. That's not primary emotions, or those aren't. That's not, yeah. So based on my chart, anger would, or because in my chart, anger is a primary emotion. I can't do that, but I think that if it wasn't a primary emotion, it would have to fall under fear because that's one of the only fear or maybe sadness Okay, so my chart has anger, joy, fear, love, and sadness. And I think when you put love, sadness, and fear in there, you can get angry out of all three of those. Yeah. If you love somebody and they cheat on you, you're angry. If you are... Well, that's fear of losing them, isn't it? I I would say it's more... Fear of them disrespecting you and no longer being held... Or a fear of losing your status in their life. Well, and see, now now we're talking about love. Would love be considered a secondary emotion based off of that? Because from what you're saying, yes, it technically would. Because I was like, you're, you're in love with somebody in your heart. So I use love as like a hurt thing. If somebody cheats on you, you feel hurt, betrayal. Yeah. Because of the love. Because of that connection that you had with the person. Same thing with sadness. You feel sad that somebody uh, is no longer your friend or no longer in your life or you're sad because they said something that that hurts you and upsets you. 
and then you have fear of losing someone, losing out, FUD, you know, the fear, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah. But you have the, you have a fear of losing out, which is a really big, huge thing. And that's why people do certain things because they have a fear of missing out on it. And I think that if you, if you have that and you have a fear of losing out on something, like I'm going to say, bring it back to crypto. Crypto was a huge fear thing, right? You had a fear of losing out on it when it started going up, and then you got angry and mad at yourself. And by you, I mean me, <laughs> because you're like, "Oh, I could have invested in that one." And then you're you're angry at it, but it's actually because of the fear that you feel you're going to miss out on making more money and miss out on the opportunity. And that's why I think that anger is a secondary, which I guess love in that situation would be a secondary emotion too. Yeah, um, so love to me has to be a secondary emotion. And the reason I say that is because the way secondary emotions are generally described is their responses to your like judgments of situations or your perceptions of a situation, and they're generally taught or um, have become a habit. And I don't think that... I think that you can have sympathy for people and i think that you can you know fill a kindred spirits with people but i think genuine love has to be a secondary emotion because if it's unconditional then you have to logically and intentionally disregard flaws so it has to you have to think about it some you don't just like love people even your parents like yeah you care for them but you care for them because they you grew up with them and hopefully they loved you and they taught you that that's how you're supposed to be towards the ones you love you know what i mean they they taught you that you're supposed to be kind and considerate and you're supposed to respect your elders yeah or like a out of you know if you if you love and care about your parents you don't back talk them question their thing well, I mean, I'm not necessarily even saying that. I'm just saying that I think love itself has to be not necessarily taught, but I don't think that babies feel love the same way that adults feel love. Well, so then the same question is, is love even an emotion or is it an addiction? Uh, so I think, see, that's a good question. I don't know. So there have been studies where the same part of your brain, like when they do, um, what is it, MRIs, which is where they look at your head. Yeah, the, that, when they do brain scans, they, well, that I'm not could a, also be a CAT scan or a CT scan. Okay, I'm not a doctor. I'm not either. Not so that flavor. When they when they do brain scans, and they talk about love, the same part of your brain lights up as if you were talking about an addiction. So love and addiction are like synonymous with something. It could be. So is it like an? Because is, is an addiction an emotion? Because I don't think addiction is an emotion. That's why I'm not really like 100% agreeing with this chart. I feel like love is not a commo- like a like a um, emotion, uh, whereas we are social creatures and we derive connection. I think that connection is what is what love is. Feeling connected to somebody because you can even like you know love your friends or whatever, right? But you have a connection with your friends. You have a a bond with those people. So it's more of a connection thing than it is love. Well, so for me personally, I would say that I love everybody. And that's because, like, I have no ill will towards anyone. Like, even people I don't like or people who have, you know, perceivably wronged me or people who I don't know but do things that I think is silly or annoying or whatever, I have no ill will towards them, so I still, like, love them. You know what I mean? So because of how broad and how uh, shallow of an emotion quote-unquote emotion or emotional state it can be i don't know like i get i get what you're saying yeah and I, I agree think, with you well and, and because of that i think that we should just not count that i, I don't think that, that could be counted as an emotion i think that if you do you have to find connection and you would have to classify connection as an emotion because ultimately that's what love is right and is liking something an emotion or is it just the same state of like happiness and joy? Because if you're happy with something and you experience joy from it, those are emotions. And I would say that those constitute like liking something. Same thing with hating. If you hate something or you dislike it, 
the opposite of like that means that you you hate it you're and if you hate something you're probably angry or disgusted towards it those would be emotions so i think it's just a it's a word to classify something but i don't think it's an actual thing that's fair so let's uh let's talk about the primary emotions because there's a whole list of secondary emotions so like i said my list is weird so it has the primary emotions listed as joy fear anger sadness and surprise but you said discuss earlier and i've looked at a chart a different chart that i've looked at recently classified disgust as a primary emotion which i agree that it is and see i can i can 100 percent agree that disgust is an emotion I a primary one or do you think it's secondary definitely primary okay yeah 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 then we're in agreement on that one because i can't think of a time where because when i think of a secondary emotion like when i think of anger i think anger is a secondary emotion because every time that i've been angry i could peel back the reasons and really start to say like okay it's easy for me to classify this as anger but what is it really and usually it has something to do with like you know disgust you look at something that's disgusting and you get mad because you're having to see it or you are fearful of something so then you're angry because that's just your your natural instinct is to kick in and be like oh yeah i'm mad and angry about it when it's actually no i'm fearful of this thing i have this fear of abandonment rejection or missing out whatever it is or I have a fear of people seeing my shame because I feel shameful for how I'm acting or what I've said or what I've done. Exactly. And I think in that situation, you can you can classify those as, as secondary emotions. But when it comes to disgust, I can't think of anything. Like I, I can say that I'm disgusted with something and, okay, why am I disgusted with it? If you peel it back and go because I'm angry at it like that doesn't make sense because why are you angry at it because I'm disgusted by it like it all it always goes back to disgust well, being repulsed so the thing about primary emotions is I think in some situations primary emotions can be secondary emotions so I think that I do agree that disgust is a primary emotion because like you see a dead deer on the side of the road, you immediately want to look away. It makes your stomach turn. That's because the thought of it being dead is disgusting and maggots and all that. Well, you even smells. Like if you if you smell yeah, it. Exactly. You immediately your stomach turns because it's like, oh, that's death. I don't that's disgusting. I don't want to be around it. Yeah, that's but, the emotion you feel. Exactly. But I think disgust could also be a a secondary emotion because if someone cheats on you you could feel, you know, fear that you're going to lose them or anger because I think anger is a primary emotion or anger that they betrayed you or you could feel disgust because, you know, you feel like what they're doing is gross and shameful. Okay, when you put it like that, I can I can kind of see that. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a primary emotion because I do think disgust is a knee-jerk reaction primary emotion, but I think that most primary emotions can be secondary emotions in other situations. So I think that based off of what you said, because now I'm like questioning everything, because even with joy, like this lists joy and happiness, right, is or joy being a primary emotion. It is something that we all feel, but why do you feel joy? I mean, well, I think that it's a, another one that can be a primary or a secondary emotion, because sometimes I feel joy because... You know, I did something and someone came over and told me, good job, that makes me happy. Right. And in that situation, I would say that's a secondary emotion because the reason it makes me feel happy that someone's praising me is because I, it makes me feel prideful. Well, so here's the, so this was a list that I pulled up of primary and secondary emotions. And it has, you know, fear and what does fear detect? A threat. So fear, sadness, anger, disgust, and shame all detect threats. So does that list have shame as a primary emotion? Yes. But, and then it also has, you know, like interest, joy, and surprise being opportunities, with surprise being an opportunity or a threat is what it detects. So really when it boils down to that, aren't all emotions interchangeable? Is there anything really as a primary emotion or a secondary emotion if they're all reactions to something? Because that's what a secondary emotion is. If I 
feel something, it's because of something that happened, right? Well, so I think with a secondary emotion, what you have to, or what I think about when I think of secondary emotions is what is the primary emotion that's the root of it? Well, what's the, what's the underlying issue though? Because I look at it from like an issue standpoint. Because technically we can, because technically all emotions are invalid. I mean, from if you're, if you're stepping back and trying to look at it like hyper logically, then yes. Yeah, and so so the reason I say that all emotions are invalid is I'm going to use I'm going to use an example. When and this is how you know like I don't like this is how anger right. So when when I was teaching uh, the class of teenagers about anger at the place I used to work, I would always you know go off of you choose how you react to something, right? And all emotions are reactions to a situation. So if you're walking down the street and someone is across the street from you and they just look at you and say, fuck you, what do you do? I'd probably laugh. Depending on the tone they said it in, I'd probably be like, fuck me, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, so you're reacting to it, right? Yeah. Because all emotions are a reaction to something. But you could just ignore him and walk away, right? You could be like, doesn't matter, move on. Or you can get super angry about it and then try to fist fight him. I don't know why you'd get angry about something like that. That seems so silly. But we get angry over anything. Didn't you use the example of you just woke up and felt angry? Oh, yeah, no. Historically, like I would get angry over nonsense. But as I've grown older and understand myself more, and as I've, you know, studied a little bit of psychology and studied emotions and studied various philosophies and stuff, I recognize that anger does have a purpose in some situations. Every emotion has a purpose. Well, let me finish. Especially like hundreds of years ago when we were in legitimate physical danger when things were happening, I think that in 2023, anger is an emotion that should probably be phased out because it has no purpose in today's society. At least unless you're talking about we're currently at war, there's a battle going on. Yeah, you have to have a little bit of rage to be able to kill your enemy or whatever you know you have to do. But in everyday life in America, if you're getting angry about stuff, you just need to separate yourself from the situation and go do something else because that we don't have to fight anymore. Like, you don't have to fight for food. You don't have to fight, you know, there doesn't have to be competition. You just have to find yourself a job, find yourself a way to make money, and then do that, and then, you know, find a family. But you don't have to be mad about anything, really, like, I understand historically anger had a place because, you know, you have invaders from other lands or you have hostile wildlife and you have all of this stuff. But now, like, all of that's gone for the most part. So I feel like anger now is a silly thing to even have. Well, someone use the example of you have two mom and pop shops that are selling the exact same product, right? One of them was here first, and then the other one pops up, starts selling the same thing, and the original one gets really, really angry. That's stupid. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. If you're both selling the same thing the way that you win in that one, for like a, for, so anger is good for competitiveness, right? In the competitive spirit. But the way that you win would be to channel that and focus on your customers. How do I retain customers? Because if you're selling the same shit, it literally doesn't matter. All that it matters is how do you get people in. And I, I think that a lot of our emotions are all derived from things that happened, you know, millions of years ago. Like when we were living up, so fear, for instance, right? And being fearful of other tribes coming in that were going to decimate us, uh, take us captive. And then even the fear that we get from, what is it? So heights shouldn't be a thing, right? Like I'm terrified of heights. But the reason that I'm terrified of heights is because I have a fear of falling. It's not an actual fear of heights. I can be up high. I just don't want to fall. And the reason I don't want to fall is because all those millions of years ago when there was a bunch of shit on the ground that was super, super scary, we had to climb trees and live up in the treetops. And you don't want to live in the treetops and then not have that fear of falling because then you're just going to fall down, break your legs, and then be eaten and pulverized by all the things that you were trying to avoid. 
So in some situations, it's good. Fear has like stopped us from doing things. But I think in today's world, we look at it as, you know, fear and anger and sadness, regret or whatever controls our lives. And it's been blown out of proportion. It's good to have a little bit of fear on something because it keeps you alive, but you have to you have to go and just push past it. It's like when you want to do something new and you're like, oh no, I don't know if I can do that because of this, 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 and this. Okay, cool. That's your body's natural way of saying, hey, this could physically harm me, but you don't know. You're not going to know until you try it. So sometimes you have to push past it. Sometimes you have to push past the anger that you're feeling towards people because like, why are you angry in the first place? Did they? Taco Bell discontinued lava sauce. Oh, that would Again. be something that would be super stupid to, to get angry about, right? But people That's a legitimate fucking thing to be angry about, Taylor. Okay, see, now you're getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> they had it back for less than a month. Yeah, and you, you felt joy, right? I felt ecstatic. You felt, I felt sublime. You felt, I felt a bunch of emotions. I felt nirvana. So one of the one of the funny things that I think is in order to so when when you relate the laws of human nature, one of the things that Robert Greene talks about in the first chapter with emotions is that in order to be rational, we cannot have emotions. What the fuck did you just do? Yawned. Oh, that's what that was. Okay, that was super weird. I wish we had a camera rolling so the audience could see like what that was. It was a yawn. Oh, I cannot wait to get a camera. I can't wait to get a camera. <laughs> But in that, it talks about how in order to be truly rational, you have to look past your emotions because we're all human and we all have emotions. If you don't have emotions, then you're not a human or you're a sociopath or a psychopath, right? Seek help. Yeah, seek help. It's time. Get some fucking help. Uh, we're not sponsored by BetterHelp, but from what I understand, they're relatively cheap. I don't I don't know about that one. I mean, compared comparatively speaking to like in-house therapists unless you have like well, bank insurance i mean so i have insurance and like i I'm, have insurance i'm wealthy i'm not part of the lower middle class i'm in the middle middle class that has <laughs> literally nothing to do with anything i get it through my job if i lose my job i don't have insurance i don't pay for it i have a degree okay in science i could have a job okay with insurance <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just being me you are if i was to go look for a therapist it would cost me a $10 copay to go in and talk with a therapist for an hour. With BetterHelp, it would be like, I think even when I was looking at it, it was like $83 a week. That is expensive. Yeah. It was 300 and something dollars. Close to us all just round up and say it was like $400 for a month. Whereas if I go and I see the exact same person every single week with a $10 copay, it would cost me $40, which is still half the price as one session on BetterHelp. But also because it's telehealth, you 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 have convenience of it. You don't have to go anywhere. So, like, I get why it's more expensive. Well, I mean, and you've also got copay. Like, yeah. how much would that same insurance in-house or at home or whatever type of insurance it is where you go see a psychiatrist, how much would that be without it? Oh, uh, roughly like 150 or 200 a session. So it's still cheaper than that if you don't have insurance. Yeah, if you don't have insurance, then definitely. Yeah. But if you have insurance, it just doesn't make fucking sense. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, back Robert to Green. talking about emotions. But in order to be truly logical in the things that you do, you have to understand that you have emotions, but you need to make decisions that are not based off of emotions. Because a lot of people make decisions based off of emotions. And I mean, I'm even guilty of it. We've all done it. Oh, yeah. Anytime that you make an impulse buy that is making a decision based off of an emotion. Yeah, you uh you're you're at your family's house and your little brother sprays you with a water gun and then you boil a pot of water and pour it on him. That's an impulse decision. No, that's not an impulse decision at all. That's a fucking crime. <laughs> that's attempted murder. Well, it's not that boiling. It's It's a joke. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just fucking around. You sure that didn't actually happen to you? No, I mean, <laughs> it kind of did, okay, but see, I was the kid in the scenario. You were the kid. And it wasn't boiling, it was just warm. Well, okay, warm water and boiling water are totally different things. <laughs> one of them scalds you, the other one is like, eh. I was, like I said, I was trying to make a joke. I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> okay. Maybe you should stick to your day job. Uh, 
that's this. Yeah, this I know. is what we're doing, the day job. Yeah, stick to the day job. <laughs> I don't know. I think emotions are, are, are different. And I know that when you look at personality types, some personality types are able to handle emotions differently than others. You have those people that are the uh, quote-unquote, I wear my heart on my sleeve, the super emotional people. And then you have the other people like me who are like, oh, yeah, emotions are scary. I don't like this. So then we kind of like shove it down and hide it. But and, saying it's scary is an emotion. Right. But we just don't want to address it because it's easier to say like, oh, it just makes me mad to think about it. And that's why I think that anger is a funny thing because most of the time anger is a secondary emotion caused by other emotions. And what ends up happening is we don't understand why we're angry, but we are. And then we're just like, oh, yeah, I'm mad. Okay, well, why are you mad? One of the things that I've done in order to control my temper and my anger is to recognize why I'm getting mad and then start to peel back the layers like an onion in the wise words of Shrek and figure out exactly why I'm feeling that way. Is it because I'm disgusted with myself? Am I ashamed of myself, my actions? Was it an ad- Is there an actual reason to be mad because someone physically hurt me? Or did I perceive what they said as as a negative thing yeah yeah no i mean that that makes sense but i know that you're on the train of anger is a primary emotion but after having this conversation i'm not even convinced the primary emotions are real i would just say that emotions are a thing yeah i mean it's hard to say so the reason i think anger is a primary emotion and <clears throat> i'm not a psychologist I'm an idiot. This podcast is called Two Idiots, One Podcast. Yeah, it's not two psychologists do a podcast. Exactly. Taylor's a psychologist, though. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a psychologist. But you have a degree in psychology. That doesn't mean I'm a psychologist. Is that not the same thing? No. Oh. I'm in fucking... Order, I'm an idiot. That's in, order in to the name be of the podcast. a psychologist, like in order to be a full-fledged psychologist, you have to get a higher level degree. Like, oh, you're just a... You're just a psychologist in trading, but not even because you're not still going to school for it. Okay, that's like saying an LPN is a doctor. Uh, what's an LPN? A licensed practical nurse. It's a step below an RN, which is a registered nurse, which is a step below an NP, which is a nurse practitioner, which is a step below a full-fledged doctor. See. So there's like varying levels of it, right? Like I have a degree in psychology. But I'm not a psychologist because I would have to have a PhD in order to be a psychologist and running like a private practice and write a thesis statement that's not a thesis statement. It's a thesis book that is 300 pages and I have to go before a panel. Like I looked into it. Okay. Well, so what Taylor's trying to tell you is I'm a dipshit and I don't know what I'm talking about. But the audience already knew that. Yeah. Well, I'm just reaffirming it. But the thing about it is, um, I think anger can be a primary emotion. And the reason I say that is because my understanding of primary emotions, it's a knee-jerk response to an event without rationale, without anything else. Just X happens, what is your response? And there have been lots of times in my life where something happened and my immediate response was, you know, rage, anger was... Uh, either attack or, you know, not not like super violence or anything, but, you know, my response was yelling, screaming, actually being mad. Retaliation. And, yeah, retaliation in some way. And it's not always, even thinking back, there's not always a logical explanation as to why I arrived at anger. Because with most secondary emotions, you can say... Oh, what was happening? Oh, this person lied to me. That made me feel betrayed. That's why I got mad. But in other situations, it's, oh, I saw a guy getting uh, kicked outside of a bar. And my immediate response was, oh, that guy is getting kicked. I need to stop this. I was pissed that he was being hurt. and I had to sprint over and stop it. I was pissed that there was pain being inflicted on this individual and it needed to be stopped. Anger was my immediate response. You know what I mean? No, because I think that your immediate response was, was not anger. It was a uh, concern. Concern, or you felt uh, like there, like that was unjustified. 
Well, so yeah, it, I do feel like it's unjustified, but I didn't feel like it was unjustified until after it was over and I was explaining why it happened. When I first saw it, my immediate response was concern. Oh, I mean, for the individual safety, like I, I mean, would say, concern for their safety. That might have been it, but that wasn't a that wasn't a thought that crossed my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because your first immediate response was, was to sprint over. After yeah. looking back, I can say, oh, when I saw this, I felt like you know he was being treated unjustly or whatever. But my knee jerk reaction was still to sprint over and get involved and you know attempt to help this individual. Right. Through anger. So I think that anger was the primary emotion and the concern and all of that would be the secondary emotion because it's derived from the event, but it wasn't my immediate response. It's how I feel looking back on why I was feeling angry. If that, I could be stupid. Like this, what I'm saying makes sense to me. It might not make sense. No, it makes sense to me. Like I, I understand what you're saying. So even though, yeah, you, we can twist it in hindsight to say, oh, I was feeling concerned for him. But in that moment, even afterwards, I, was, I checked to see if dude was okay. But I didn't check to see if dude was okay until after I'd already fucked the other guys up. Not really, right. but got them to stop, you know, attempting to inflict harm. But well, I didn't check first. I was more concerned with stopping the aggressors. And I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. You can use, like, what what you said is you can go around and you can twist it and say this and that and really think about it. And to a certain extent, I think that I agree because I do believe that you had, you, you go back and you're like, okay, well, concern was the thing, right? So concern was the catalyst for your reaction. You were angry because you were concerned, but you rationalized it as anger in that moment in that situation because that was the easiest thing for your brain to do because you were in a fight or flight type situation and when we're in a fight or flight type situation our brains go back to our primal instincts and our primal instincts are anger right as well, wouldn't, okay i'm so i'm not trying to interrupt you i no, want you to continue but if it's a primal instinct wouldn't that be a, make it a primary emotion as well no because okay, it's continue. being because it's being done for a specific reason, right? I think that you could classify it as a primary thing because it's a primal thing, but I think at the same time, even if it is primal and our primal instinct is to get mad, why did our ancestors get mad? Because they were fearful of somebody coming in and taking over. They were concerned that the neighboring tribe was going to come in. They were resentful and remorseful because the neighboring tribe came in and eradicated half of them. They enslaved them. So now they're, you know, feeling resentful, angry, remorse, whatever. But and none of those are primary emotions. Resentful. Fear is. Oh, I mean, yes, that one. But the other ones you were using aren't. So you, Okay, so do those come from anger? I mean, I think they could. I think that you can become, I think you can be resentful if you explode on somebody. Like I've had situations where I've exploded on people and then felt remorse. So I feel shame. Okay. Whenever I get mad about something, my next emotional response is shame because I didn't control myself. Shame because you did not control yourself in that situation. Yeah. Okay. So anger is the primary emotion and the resulting emotion that I get from that is shame because I you know, expressed myself in an embarrassing way. But what was the reason for the anger? It doesn't matter. No, I, th I think it does. I think that the reason for the anger matters because I think that you can feel shame afterwards because of the anger, but you felt the anger because of something else. I mean, there are hundreds of situations. So one time I got really mad because uh, someone knocked on my door too loud. And them knocking on the door bothered me, and I didn't know who it was. I didn't know why they were knocking, but the fact that someone knocked on my door annoyed me and made me pissed off. Okay, so that could be I an underlying fear. I wasn't afraid of who it was. I wasn't afraid of who it was. It didn't matter. It could have been a survival thing, though. I mean, yeah, it could be, but my immediate response to the noise was anger. And then I felt shameful after I opened the door, and it wasn't... There was no reason for me to have been hostile immediately, but I opened the door like, what the fuck do you want, fucker? Get the fuck away. And it was your mom. 
Yeah, it was something. I mean, it wasn't my mom, but in this situation, it was the guy who lived next door. But he wasn't. It wasn't. There was nothing weird going on. I was just pissed that there was a noise, or right. pissed that I was being pulled away from what I was doing. Okay, so then you felt like you should have been doing something else. Like you felt anger because you were pulled away from something that you felt was more important. Right. Okay. So what would the root emotion be? The root emotion in that one, or the primary emotion leading to anger. If ang because joy. It- you felt joy doing the thing that you were doing, and now you don't feel joy anymore. So you get angry because you're not feeling that joy because you shouldn't be dealing with this. You should be doing what you want to do. That seems like a stretch to me. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Like I'm not saying no. you're wrong. I'm not. I have. I'm not. I don't. And, and it might. It might very well be a stretch. Like that's. That's fine. But in in that situation, that is how I would classify it because you were. You, whatever you were doing before then was what you wanted to do, right? If you were playing video games and you had to pause it because somebody opened the door and it was right in the middle of a very important boss battle or a cutscene, then you're going to feel anger because you were having a really, really fun time doing this and now you have this perceived injustice because somebody is annoying you by knocking on your door. Like you were doing something fun and now it's like, fuck you, I can't do what I want to do anymore. It's like when you take something from a child because they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing with it. Like when you take the the fork away from the child because you think that the, because the child's trying to stick the fork in the electrical socket and you know what's going to happen. So you take the fork away and scold the child, but the child feels like you have taken away their toy and their object that was causing them joy. So then they throw a temper tantrum and start screaming and crying because it was, uh, it wasn't justified. It was unjust. They felt, the betrayal or whatever you want to say. They felt the annoyance of it because you took away the thing that was giving them joy. So in your situation, you know, circling back to it, you felt unjust, you felt unjustified. This shouldn't have been happening. This is a, this is an annoyance. What the fuck do you want? I want to go back to doing what I felt was making me happy. It's like when you, okay, so the example that I'll give is when, cause I, I, I'm not a paramedic, right? But I've encountered a lot of paramedics who will tell stories of how they have a person on a on a gurney in the back of the ambulance and they are ODing. It is 100% obvious that they are ODing. So then they give them a uh, Narcan. And when they give them Narcan, it kills their buzz, man. And they start swinging. Their instinctive reaction is to swing and beat the fuck out of you and the whole reason that they do it is because you killed the thing that made them happy. You took their joy away. They were dying, but they were so incredibly high that they were happy. In that moment, nothing mattered, and you have ruined it. Even though you were dying and I saved your life, I'm going to beat the shit out of you because you took away my happiness. You took away my joy. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and that I, could not make any sense at no, all. No, it, I understand the point you're making. I just don't agree. I don't think that... Well, if you don't agree with it, then we don't need to do a podcast anymore. Fuck. It's time for us to stop. I hate it when this happens. God damn it. This is like the third time this has happened. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, um, I don't think that the loss of an emotion... So in my mind, a primary emotion is the knee-jerk reaction. So Mm -hmm. if you were experiencing joy... Because you were looking at your phone and your phone dies and you didn't expect your phone to die. And your immediate reaction is rage or anger or whatever. Whatever you want to call it. I don't think that the loss of joy can be qualified as the primary emotion. Okay. Like, I'm I'm not following you. Like, I understand why that could be the case, but I don't think, I just don't think that's how it works because. I don't even know how to articulate what I'm trying to say. I don't think that you can qualify losing uh, an item that's giving you whatever, whatever positive emotion, losing that automatically jumps to anger. I think whatever your knee-jerk reaction is, like I think it should be sadness or loss, and that should be the immediate thing you respond. But I think that if it's a split-second knee-jerk reaction without any rationalization behind it, whatever emotion you're feeling is the primary emotion. So you're walking down the street 
and you see a pretty flower and you're just your heart gets warm because the flower is so pretty Mm -hmm. i think that your primary emotion is joy it was a pretty flower you didn't have to think about it how does this make me feel you just see it and that's how you feel i think if you walk and you see you know a rotting corpse and it makes you sick to your stomach your immediate response is disgust you might then become mad thinking about how they got there what happened to start that situation but i think your primary feeling is that disgust i think if you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off yeah you feel like they did you an injustice you feel all of these things but i think all of that comes in hindsight after the event i think your immediate reaction being rage I think that is the primary emotion. And then afterwards, you can rationalize it and say, oh, well, yeah, I was feeling mad, but it's because he he did an injustice to me. He did something wrong to me. He, you know, he cut, cut me, me off. off. But I think that whatever your knee-jerk split in the moment reaction is, is the primary emotion, even if afterwards you can think about it and find something else. Okay, so you're classifying a primary emotion as the immediate reaction. That's that's basically the definition I read, um, or that's one of the de- definitions I've read because I've seen so many, mm-hmm. is the primary emotion is the knee-jerk reaction, and then any anything that you find through examining it with logic or taking a step back, it's the—you might be able to find a quote-unquote root being like, oh, I felt like I was injustice, but I think injustice would be a root of anger rather than the other way around, even though the event that caused you to become angry upon rationally looking at it was like, oh, it's because you felt like you were treated unjustly. I don't think that's relevant. I think that whatever your knee-jerk reaction is is still the primary emotion, which I could be wrong, and I could just have like a uh, an incorrect perspective, but... That's okay. my understanding from the research I've done. Well, see, and that's why I, th- I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said perspective. Yeah. I don't think that there is an actual answer to any of this. I think that you and I are wrong on everything that we've said, but we're both right on everything that we said at the exact same time. I think that no matter how you look at it, when it comes to emotions, because emotions are super complex. And so broad. There is no right or wrong answer with it they're the only definitive evidence that we have because even like you said at the beginning of this there are psychologists who this is what they do for a living this is what they studied and went to school they are experts in their field and they still cannot decide on what a primary emotion is versus a secondary emotion because again the first list that i looked at had love on it yours didn't There have been studies that say anger is secondary versus anger is primary. At the end of the day, it's all about perspective. Because, like you said, it's very, very broad. Emotions cover a very broad thing, and we as humans have to rationalize literally everything. There has to be a reason for what we're doing, and there has to be a reason for why we are feeling. So all that emotions do are labels that we have given a certain feeling that we have because at the end of the day it's all feeling like what is the definition of pain something that hurts me right well how do i know that it hurts me because my body tells me and then i go oh that's painful but it's just a reaction to your body being like hey if you do that again we're going to die that's why you go into survival mode that's why when you touch the stove out of curiosity as a kid and then your nerve endings send that signal to your brain to pull it back. It's like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't do that. It's just a survival thing. Emotions are a survival. It is a survival mechanic that was built into us. But now some things, like you said, probably shouldn't be that way because we've outgrown them and we've evolved way past that. But at the same time, it's just who we are as individuals and people. But it's so broad and the spectrum is so incredibly huge that what constitutes as a primary emotion, what even constitutes as an emotion at all, is a good question. Because really, based off of everything that we've both discussed and all the research that we've both done into it through all the classes that I've set through, through the research online that you've done, what is an emotion? 
what constitutes that as an emotion? It's a reaction. It's a feeling, right? So anything that I feel is an emotion. I don't know yeah. if that made sense. Yeah, no, that checks out, and I agree. Yeah. Like, pretty much everything you said there, I 100% agree with. Because well, it's impossible to fucking know. Yeah, and we're even going to get listeners over here that are going to say, like, no, you're right, and I'm wrong, and vice versa. And it's like, we're both right, but we're both wrong at the same time. Wait, no, pause. Okay. Fuck that. If you're listening to this and you have an opinion as to who's right and who's wrong, even though we're both in agreement that we're both right and we're both wrong because it's irrelevant, you should let us know how you feel. You okay. can email us at two idiots one podcast twenty twenty two at gmail dot com. You can message us on Instagram, you can message us on Facebook. Or hear me out. Fuck all that. You could do that, but we'll also do a poll for our Spotify listeners since we publish through Anchor, who is no way a sponsor of this. But if you're listening, Anchor, you could be. And what It's not called Anchor anymore. It's Spotify for podcasters. As you can see, one of us does the editing and the other one does not. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, obviously. So, Spotify for podcasters, right? That's who we publish through. It's our host. It's our host. And there is an option where you can make a poll. So I think for this one, just make a poll for our Spotify listeners to vote on it. And if you aren't a Spotify listener, then you can email us, DM us, anything like that to let us know who you think is right and who you think is wrong. And better yet, even if you have Spotify, send us an email and then, you know, be like, this is what an emotion is. Like, tell us that we're wrong. Go for it. Yeah, especially if you've got... Strong emotional opinions. (laughs) Well, no, I don't give a fuck about that. But if you've got like an actual degree, if you're an authority on it, like you've done studies or you have some, you know, inside knowledge because of your career path or something or the schooling you received and you've got actual information instead of just opinions, please, please, please send us that. Even if it's not on this episode, if you've, if you're a philosopher who's studied philosophy for you know 30 years and yeah. you listen to our stoicism or nihilism episode and you think we're silly and you have a if you can articulate why you think that please send us an email because i would love to read it um part of the reason i do this podcast is i want to become more knowledgeable so we pick subjects that you know i don't know very much about or taylor doesn't know very much about we study them we get more information and then we talk about it and if someone else has more information and we just don't know you, please share it because we want to grow and we want to help you grow. You can answer. That's okay. No, I'm okay. Well, and, and no, I, I think that you hit the nail right on the head because I think a lot of people are afraid to ask and are afraid to be proven wrong. And I think that the pursuit of knowledge is probably the most important thing in the entire world. And we are not experts on anything that we talk about we're just two dudes that do research so we base our opinions off of the opinions of other people who base their opinions off of other people and vice versa if you are in it okay no i get my opinions off uh from that but also from like actual studies well yeah but actual studies i mean you can it's really really easy to yeah fudge those no that's fair but i do try to do like actual or at least some like not all of my resources are legitimate some of it's just you know random reddit threads but more often than anything with dot org it's all dot com more often than not though i try to find actual like research papers or articles that is based off of an actual research paper that's published in a well-known magazine or something that it relates like anything in reader's digest for instance would be a good example yeah, like or those. Psychology Today. Yeah, so I, I get a lot of my shit from Psychology Today. But I know that that's based off of actual research papers and stuff. And if I can find, like, you know, a research paper for free, I'll read the whole thing. I'm not going to pay you twelve ninety nine a month to read this research paper. But at the same time, if you are an expert in it, please let us know. Absolutely. Like, there's there's no shame in being like, yeah, you guys were wrong about this. If we're wrong, we will admit that we're wrong that's okay yeah there's no ego it's just wanting to grow and get better and wanting to share knowledge with you guys but if you're not an expert on it and you tell me that i'm wrong and don't provide any facts at all like if you're 
if you're going to tell us that we're wrong, I need you to not just say you're wrong. I need you to say you're wrong because, and then provide examples. Yeah. If you just say we're wrong, then we'll talk about you on the next podcast, probably roasting you. Yeah. Because if you, if you want to have an actual intellectual discussion with us, please, please tell us I'm wrong because of X, Y, and Z, not just you're wrong. Or, and even if you don't think we're wrong, if you just have additional commentary or you want to give your perspective too, but you're not sure if we're right or wrong because you don't know either, like, I, we would love to read it and we might read it on the podcast next week, you know? The the whole goal of this podcast is to put together a community of people who want to seek knowledge and want to grow and become better individuals. Like, the podcast is a catalyst for growth. In my opinion, it is. I feel that. So I think that the ultimate goal of the podcast is to get these like-minded individuals together and just have these conversations. Like we have a Facebook group that you can join and we want like-minded individuals to join that group and then sit there and post topics and questions and be like, hey, did you hear the conversation they had about emotions? Oh yeah, I did. And then it starts a conversation. Yeah, that'd be dope. And that's all the podcast is, is a giant conversation. I get emotional thinking about the podcast. Me too sometimes. Um, do you have anything else, brother? You know, brother, I don't think I do. Well, hell yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. Um, in that case, this has been Two Idiots, One Podcast. I'm Bailey. And I'm Taylor. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. If we bought an elephant, we could put that elephant on the table. And the table would hold it because its legs are so fucking that's strong. That's not how that's going to work, but okay. I want I want an elephant table. You, uh, I, I want a table with elephantitis. I was just saying we have like a six foot. We should get a bigger one, but... Okay. Yeah, no, I think we should get a bigger one. I was just... To like spread the distance more? <coughs> what, like 12 foot? Spread. You think a 12 foot table would be okay? Yeah, I think 12 foot would work. If we pushed it over there? Yeah. Against the wall? Yeah. Okay. All right. In three. Three. Two. Two. One. You're not going to do it? Really? Okay. In three. Two. One.